Welcome, dear readers, to Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed, but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I'm Kay. And remember, we only judge a book by its cover. And we find ourselves once more amid the hotly contested stacks of the library. Right. So we're still doing this? I've realized that you put me in a bit of a sort of an organizational trap when I proposed like a new campaign for uh, a a campaign platform and I didn't really have a role to campaign for and you suggested campaign manager now obviously that's silly and that no that I mean someone has to do it yes yes but that is I mean I could be the campaign manager of what of my campaign well I suppose really yeah well, okay, let's let's take a look. Like, are you on board with? I mean, looking at my 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 platform, uh, let's go over it again. So, draconian punishments for instead of late fees. Yes. I mean, probably not corporal punishment, but definitely hard labor. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and considering that I've put the the the, the bookcases on top of one another, and I am the only one who has access to the uh, the forklift truck. Yeah. Uh, restocking the upper shelves is certainly hard labor, but okay. I think yeah. So I think that the bad people who deliver the books late yes. uh, should be forced to do that. I've encrypted the uh, index cards, okay, to make it a lot like a lot harder to find books. Okay, so like more librarian dependency. Yes, yeah. exactly. Okay, exactly. And I have trained myself both to perform the extraordinary mathematics needed to decode it and to keep it secret from myself. I've oh. split my mind. In twain, That's, yeah. I can't imagine that going wrong in any way, shape, or form. I can't either, since yeah. I learned this technique. I used to be able to imagine it, yeah, yeah. but now I can't. I've okay. segmented that part of my mind. Fine. That sounds like exciting, yes. Yeah, right. It's one of the things It's one of the things that I've really learned since I've, I've arrived in this library, to segment the part of my mind that worries about the unintended consequences of my various schemes and ideas. Okay. Pleasant development, that. I mean, for most of me, yeah. I'm sure there is some subconscious component of my of my mind that is just screaming in terror every time that it sees me reaching gleefully for the controls of the forklift truck. But hey, uh, oh, well. sucks to be sucks to be Mister Hyde, right? Yeah. Well, so how do you feel about coming on aboard as as my campaign manager? I just suggested that I would be suitable for the role, so I don't. Well, see okay, and and what qualifications do you have? For- I'm a librarian. Yes, well, we we clearly, we've already established that just being librarians doesn't mean we necessarily see eye to eye. Mm. So as my campaign manager, how are you going to ensure that the library as a, as a whole adopts my really upsetting policies? Well, Including I mean, the bizarre ones that have yet to come. Well, okay, so the ones you've proposed so far are definitely ones that I'm willing to get behind. That's awesome. Yes. Uh, other ones, uh, not, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll talk about that when the time arises. Just out of curiosity, mm-hmm. what's in it for me in this job? No, that was going to be my question to you. Oh, uh, but uh, that, that sort of follows this one. So after I've determined your fitness and right. your and your future commitment to whatever diseased imaginings yes. my wet little brain comes up with down the lines, as because I mean the. The, the, the imaginary power is already getting to me. Well, let's just say that I'm willing to campaign viciously on the issue of you becoming a uh, campaign manager. No, wait. Uh, wait, was, no, which that's, role were you uh, that's ca- another paradox, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no, sorry, but which, which role were you? Am, am I campaigning for against? Are we just campaigning for these things to happen, or are we campaigning was, for a position? That was your idea. Like, your, your whole right. idea was, okay, so... Uh, you can campaign for a certain issue, but, like, I mean, I'm willing to campaign for those. Those sound fantastic. Yeah, right. I'll talk about them to management. And I'm pretty sure we can get those uh, uh, passed on. Now, you've said a word there that I'm very interested in. What is management? Oh, that is you. Yes. Oh, so you're going to talk to yourself. Have you also, like, split your mind and compartmentalized different parts of your personality? Yes, it's called whiskey. (laughs) Okay, well, 
clearly I have a lot more to learn before I'm a, I'm a senior librarian like yourself. But it takes experience. In the meantime, what do we have in store for our readers? Today's book is by, actually, the same authors as last week's book. It's, oh, yeah. It's by Eric Flint and Dave Freer. Yeah, who, who last week regaled us with the, the book Slow Train to Arcturus. Yes, and now they've gone completely on the other side of the science fiction and fantasy spectrum. Thank you. Uh, it's called Pyramid Power. And if you look down at your podcasting device, you should, should be seeing the cover of today's book. And if not, you can check the show notes for an image and a link. You can find us on CoverMyAssCast.com, where you can find episode 76, Pyramid Power, by Eric Flint and Dave Freer. And... As much as I loved last week's cover, mm. I think I like this one better. Oh, it's great. Like, there's a lot going on. It it's, says pyramid power on it, but it, it's not in a pyramidal like configuration. This is like a, the text is in an arch, it, which yes. I love. And I mean, there's a pyramid on the, on the front there. I know, there's it's a, like, floating, it's a floating, floating pyramid, yeah. Yeah, with a lightning bolt across it and this... Yeah, and internal refractions, it's and so the, cool. And then fucking Thor... Essentially, I suppose yes. Uh, middle aged, middle aged Thor, as in Middle Ages, or he is middle aged. Yes, okay. Uh, is held in the. I, I was going to say the caudal loop because I know about uh, dragon parts now. You know uh, the, the caudal yeah. spade. No. Oh yes. Yeah, so that's the tail. The, what yeah, the sort of tail. It? Well, it's got the. It's sort of the dragon thagomizer. Yeah, yeah. It's called the caudal spade because uh. it doesn't have. It doesn't have uh, pointy bits like a like a what was it a steg a steg. Stegosaurus? I think it's a Stegosaurus, yeah. Yeah, it has the sort of a spiky club at the end of yes. its tail, and then it was realized that that thing does not have a name. And then it became a Thadomizer. Based on a Farsight cartoon? Yes, Larry where... Garson. Larry uh, Garson? Yes, I think so. You want to try Gary Larson? Uh, or... Yeah, whatever. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh, a um, And it held in the, in, the, in the caudal loop of a big old dragon with his tongue hanging out and... I mean, he's a he's a pretty hunky-looking dragon. Oh I've yes, got to say. he's very charming. Uh, he's got the lovely uh, uh, bony ridges above the eyes, the very far back-running mouth. I noticed, even for a dragon. Yes, and that's not a weird thing for for dragons. Like they have they have like deep smiles. As, yeah, he's got a cute little tongue, not even bifurcated. So the, just the, yeah, just little yeah. uh, just little point. Or maybe it is very bifurcated, and we just can't see the other half. Oh, this point. is one side. Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, he's got sort of hamster cheeks, doesn't he? Like he does a little bit jowls. And yeah, he's got the, like the, 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 the ear the ear flap thingies which are, I like those they're huge they are they're, I'm not sure they're actually ears they're probably not but they're probably like the uh, whatever that uh, lizard, yeah the frills lizard, like yes. the, the Jurassic Park li- lizard That's that the takes one. care of yeah. the, the, the evil nerd incompetent nerd more likely but I wouldn't really call him evil but yeah I, wait hold on how's he incompetent he shuts down the park with his with and his evil he, software and then he dies because he's a stupid idiot that's how most people die. Fair point. Certainly in Jurassic Park, it's kind of par for the course. Like, why, why would you? Oh, why most, would anyone go most there? People, yeah, I, I guess most people in Jurassic Park die ironically. But uh, I yeah. feel bad for the lawyer. Oh, uh, I can't even remember how he did. Was it, well, was he it one that gobbled up in the toilet? That's yes. the one. Oh, yes. So there's something that is like there's some other coils of the dragon. Maybe the dragon's fist. If you look at, all the way at the bottom right, the dragon's fist. Well, yeah. If you look, you see there's like okay. there's some some dragon dragon knuckles there sticking yeah. out. I think. I mean, dragon knuckles. I thought that was the euphemism for the bulge that this this gentleman's clearly must be making in his uh, the in dragon his knuckles. Yeah. Yes, it's a camel toe or a moose knuckle, not yeah, a dragon knuckle. Well, I think. I mean, they're, dragons they're, are traditionally have their genitalia internally. Yeah, but they are very horny. Well, okay, yes. Yeah. So I'm I'm kind of on the fence there because it also yes yes I can see the the light of approval in your eyes. I can also see that it's uh, it's maybe just a a, a, a rock face. I think so, but it's kind of it's kind of self got the greenish scaly cast to it, gorgeous like green gold hue. So it's definitely not in the Rob Ross style of the mountains in the background. (laughs) 
You know, th- those mountains caught my eyes because they feature heavily in the in the opening of this mm-hmm. book. Because if you if you look at the peaks, if you really look at the peaks. Yes. At a first glance, they look they look sort of snow covered, peaky. Yeah. Yeah, but if you look at them closer, like there seems to be subsurface scattering. It seems to be as if That's you what know snow does. Not to this degree. Okay. Not through the meat and potatoes of the of the mountain, suggesting well, that the mountain itself is made of translucent material. Oh, okay. Is that lens flare? Or is that a planet? It looks like weird lens flare, maybe like... It's behind the dragon, so it can't yeah, be lens yeah. flare. So, exhaust from the pyramid star drive. Wow, okay. Uh, maybe we better start on the book then, <laughs> before things go out of control even worse. Uh, so the book is called Pyramid Power. And we start off with uh, the, the early life of our hero, Elfric the Eclectic. It's been yeah. a while since I've read the book. Yes, Elfric the Eclectic. Elfric the Eclectic, although it's a very cool name. Uh, a young budding Norse god cosplayer who is taken as an apprentice by someone we know from a previous book as well. Mm. Lazy Sweet Larold, who was the uh, main character in Her Majesty's Wizard. Yes, episode uh, 61, I believe that was uh, titled by us, Daniel R. Horney. We have such whimsical titles sometimes. Yes. Uh, but yes, so I, I, was, I was kind of thrilled to see that after this, uh, this huckster was chased out of uh, the, the, the kingdom of Ponzi, he, he found employment once more in an, a, a rival kingdom where he rose to the position of the Grand Vizier. And that's P-H-Y-Z-I-E. So it's like a vizier, but he's also like the physicist, the, the physicist and the yeah. physiognomer and the physiker. Like the, he sort of combined all that together. In the vizier, yeah. Uh, yeah, and he was known for, let me see, for medical mm, practices. Mm, uh, malpractices more than yeah, that. I yeah, think, I think very much so. But so as, as, a, as, a, as an established and respected uh, vizier, approaching the end of his career and heading toward retirement, he decided to uh, avail himself of an apprentice. And that was our, our Elfric, yeah. whom he inducted in the secrets of his, uh, what he called the crystal method. Mm-hmm. Uh, a system of medicine that, I mean, uh, learning this system of medicine, young Elfric was certainly a very busy child. I don't get it. It's a song by Crystal Method. Oh, I don't know. I've never heard of that. <laughs> learning the Crystal Method kept him kept him a very busy yes. child, and and I mean he, he did learn to uh, a, a trip like uh, uh, Larold did. I mean that's the that's the name of the game if you want to keep hope alive. But so yeah, in the early years, young young Elfric studied eagerly under under Lazy Sweet Larold, learning the the, the Crystal Method, yes. while Larold prepared for his his retirement. Which he was securing by investing heavily in quartz futures. Mm. Now they did, yeah. They did, did a lot of uh, crystal selling. You know, rutile quartz for uh, yeah. sleeping problems, rose quartz for I don't know bad humors. Yeah, uh, but no, ill humors are certainly it certainly comes up again. But he was he was a tough child to to teach as a as a young man because he he did in fact like through the scientific method and not the crystal method invent. Uh, uh, several genuinely successful, like spiritual healing techniques, for which certain types of crystal were useful, uh, uh, which Lace Sweet Larold utterly disproved of. Yeah, we can't have that. Because yeah, if you have even a minor success, you must overstate it. You must grossly overstate it mm-hmm. and claim success on other unrelated tasks. Otherwise, you're not practicing the crystal method. And otherwise, Elfric, you will never be inducted into the Order of the Duck. I thought that was a very strange name for uh, a crystal method uh, practitioner. Right. But if it, uh, you know, if it if it behaves like a quack and it sells crystals like a quack, then 
Yes. And they belong in the order of the, the duck. duck. Yes, yes. That's a very, I thought that was a very clever one. <laughs> Thank you. Thank, uh, sorry. No, all credit to Dave Freer and yes. Eric Flint. I think they did a really great job on that. But so we we are we are whisked through the imagination into the into the future because the next thing we see is Elfric as a, as an adult, where he's already inducted into the into the order of the quack and has thus received his his nickname his moniker and he is Elfric the eclectic yes because he's like you know he's got these weird methods even for a crystal method of uh, a practitioner a crystal methodist oh yes <laughs> yeah. peddling his trade as a door to door crystal yeah. salesman down on his luck a little bit. Uh, I mean, the crystal method has somewhat fallen out of favor. He hasn't been able to settle anywhere as a, as a grand vizier or a Anything crystal like methodist that. preacher even. So he's just he's just wandering the land. Yes, when he comes to a very nice, well, quaint almost, alpine little village, which I think is like the mountains we see in the background. Upon his first wander into the village, he notices a very peculiar thing. Yeah. There is, like, no men. Yeah, that's an odd one. There's just like at first he only sees women. At first he doesn't notice it, and then the second thing he notices it. There's lots of little small dragons all over the place, <laughs> and they, you can see them like like the, the, like ones flying by with a basket and everything. And the, in the smithy where a woman is beating the hot iron, there's another little small dragon going, doing little oh, as uh, doing the little bellows, doing the little on bellows. The, except yeah. he's just actually fl- actually flaming things, oh, and, they, and there's cool. all these little small dragons doing little menial tasks all over the town and just working of working the fields and it seems so paradisic it, it does seems so pleasant and idyllic these women plying their various trades with their with these delightful little dragonlings providing assistance it, it, it it's it's sublime the yeah. most wondrous devices coming out of the out of the smithy the most beautiful pottery being glazed i mean the village is running fine but it's very odd that there's like only women and just and and, and small dragons yeah so he wanders wanders his way into town and sees what's going on and starts to like Set up at the uh, marketplace with his little portable stall, and like starts yes. putting out some crystals, painted signs, and- which gets uh, yeah, which gets the uh, appropriate little bit of attention, mainly uh, from uh, Major Blowhard, who comes wandering over to oh. uh, ask him what is he's doing and does he have a permit for this? And uh, yeah, she's she, a bit uptight, wasn't she? She is. Well, I mean, like yeah, with uh, she 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 does have this little cute green dragon sitting on her shoulder. Who occasionally whispers yeah. something in her ear? And... I like that he had a little, a little sort of angry mustache and angry eyebrows mm. drawn on his face. Well, I mean, dragons have the little mustache things, you don't they? The noodles, the, the yeah. Asian dragons for yes. the for the noodles. That's uh, you know they have the little. I guess it's a Fu Manchu. Oh yeah, that's yeah. right. It's like, yeah, but he had his, his eye, because he's such a cheerful, jolly little fellow. Like yeah. he had to have his eyebrows like little ang- angry eyebrows charcoal on, so he could be serious on. on. Yeah, I like yeah. that. A cute little chain around his uh, neck. Yeah, gold chain. I mean, I guess it's part of the hoard or something. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so like basically ask him that. Yeah, have you got permission to do this? And he goes like, Well, I'm, I'm a crystal. I'm, I'm of the order of the. Uh, I'm order of the duck, and uh, we have our. Uh, yes. She goes like, No, 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 can't have that. Like we have to. We have to go and uh, talk to uh, to the, to the local chief uh, and, oh, yeah. get your, and get your basically. Ma- management basically yeah, right. yes. and he goes like okay where is it well you find him over there in that like castle like structure and yeah up high on the mountain yeah the sort of eerie eerie yes castle basically yeah. and she goes like okay who should I ask for well there's no there's only one person there but his name is uh, Lizonardo da Volgar uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> the, the the town elder prophet and uh, yes well you can, as, you can as, sort of summarize it in, well yes so he packs up his little stall and he wanders up to the uh, castle and he wanders in and basically finds like the, the first non-small dragon here it's yeah it's a big one and he's like there, sitting yeah. there on his like 
in his throne room, I suppose. Not much of a horde in sight, which we'll learn uh, later. What? Uh, yeah, I appreciated like the the sort of Spartan architecture. Of, like that's not something you associate with dragons. Usually, you, you associate it with 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 huge piles of loot of gold and yeah. and pottery and stuff that, that well not all, really not, all, not not every dragon hoards gold right some dragons hoard other things yeah and books and plushies and teddy bears and other like some uh, i love that comment again episode two of K- kaki and k described the internet <laughs> it's the, the the dragon who was hoarding uncomfortable moments and oh, dear. <laughs> so he was just always like sitting there going like trying to like make you uncomfortable as uncomfortable as possible and sitting there with yeah, a big, just grinning like, at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wonderful. Yeah, but so, I mean, obviously, he has learned well from, from Lady Sweet Laurel. So he, this is not the first time that he's been brought before a village elder in order to explain himself and first justify why. First time that it's a dragon. But, right, yeah. but uh, a crystal Methodist are nothing if not adaptable to the, the, the reality of the situations that they, they find themselves in. And he clears his throat and he decides to address uh, uh, Lizonardo de Vulgar with the the dignity befitting someone of his uh, his station. As uh, at does. least, what as, as good as he can fake it. Uh, well, and that's all he does. And he's like, that's, oh, that's the, the core of the crystal. Great, method. great dragon. I'm here to like ask your permission, to, uh, grant me the permission to sell sell my trade in your uh, in your in your wonderful village. And he coughs a little bit. It's not a village. In your city, city. it's not a city. It's like realm, realm. <coughs> horde. Oh, oh, in your. Horde. Apparently, yes. Dragon considers this, the, the village to be part of its horde. So, what is it you sell? Oh, crystals and like cure alls for this, uh, for bunions, remedies for, for what ails uh, you. Uh, to ah, so the dragon goes like, could you perhaps have anything against curses? It is it is my main stock and trade, uh, says Elfric. In fact, I'm I'm known for it. That's what. Do you know what eclectic means? Not the, it means like, against weird. curses. It's oh. it's like yeah. It means like curse bane oh. in in yeah in in. And he very quickly, aware. you know, he he almost says like hydroconic, and then we we realize who he's talking to, and he, and he goes, uh, it means it means yeah, it means curse bane in low colonic. <laughs> yes. Well, I think it was marked in my uh, Kindle as six hundred and fifty people highlighted this passage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and as, you know, squinting through through fingers that he's covering his eyes with, expecting to be inflamed, like he finds that but, he's actually gotten away with it. Yes, because the dragon goes like, "Okay, well, this is very good." Because unfortunately, my daughter is locked in the tower, which is behind the castle, and my sweet, sweet daughter, Princess Flamby, has been uh, <laughs> yeah. has has been cursed by my ex into well being a dragon, really. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that, it, one, that, that one confused me. It takes it takes a little bit of explaining. It so does. It's it, not just. It, that it takes a while in the book as well. It is because he, he dare not ask too much because no, I thought he was very smart not to. Yes, but it, so what turns out that the dragon's ex partner, yeah, uh, basically cursed her to be the shape of a dragon, and the side effect of the curse was that all the all the men in the village were now the small dragons. It was like a bit of a knockoff on effect of the curse, and all the village's men, right? Had yeah, been. and so it's a bit of a personal matter for Lisnardo. Because yeah, I can uh, understand that. Like, his, I could really relate to him. His motto was part of the village, part of the horde. And he's like, okay, well, Bill, if you are so specialized in curses, please, by all means, rid my daughter and my horde of this vile curse, and I will reward you greatly. 
And for Elfric, like this is a bit of a, a an ethical challenge, right? Because on the one hand, he has a he has a great in to ply his trade, yeah. right? He he can come in here, make a huge claim. This is a prosperous town. He can skin them for for whatever they've got, making making wild promises, and then slink away under cover of night as, as he's want to do, as is the way of the Order of the Dark. But he is at the same time terribly impressed with like this is a a responsible and conscientious leader of a town as mm. he as he hasn't seen. In, in, in a while like uh, it's more used to the major blowhard types exactly exactly and, and they're easy to they're easy to fool easy to exploit and uh, you know you know you don't feel terribly guilty like you, you can't no. con an honest person exactly they say. I was just gonna, gonna say that and while at, on the one hand he's incredibly tempted to if I can con an honest dragon I, I maybe I will make it to Grand Vizier but uh-huh. on, the, on the other hand can he can he truly do this because uh, as much as Lazy Sweet Laurel tried to imprint on him the, the, the huckster values of the of, of quackery... And second-hand dragon trade. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that that didn't come up more. Though. No, well, I think he's like probably wiser not to like bring that part of his training up yeah, in this, I think he in this regard. Yeah, he doesn't mention that, uh, that too he's much. He's like, oh, I can, I can think that like, there's so many second-hand dragons here to trade for. He's like, and he's like... Mm. <laughs> no, let's not do that. But as we see on the cover, like he was an imaginative child. Like he 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 likes to imagine himself as as Thor, the the the, the noble ah, legendary yes, the, winged, uh, the winged helmet. Yeah, which was and totally uh, not a thing. Among and Vikings. the hammer. No, yeah. none of that was a thing. But these were the, these were the fables and stories that they engaged as a, as a child. And like seeing real dragons, it it leaves him terribly uh, terribly conflicted because he's he he starts off immediately doing doing what he's been taught to do. He brings out the rose quartz and tells them, "Oh, this will be good for such and such." And you need an energy grid around yeah, you, so, and you so need the, to the, like, the, activate your chakras. And, and the tower gets decked out. He starts like placing yep. his crystals all along the uh, all around the tower, first, all along even. the watchtower. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's not very crystal method, but it's uh... no. Uh, so he he sets it up and he kindly work, kindly works his way up there to meet Princess uh, Flamby. Uh. Yeah. Uh, now at this point, he's uh, I mean he's well integrated into the town by now because it's a it's a huge undertaking, of course, like to set up this energy grid and making sure he's he's selling crystals in 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 like bracelets and and and, and he only has he only has so many crystals to sell. He usually has to like like stock up in between uh, yeah. fleecing little towns. He knows how to find a lot of them. He does a lot of polishing himself, but occasionally you have to hit the the grand exchange of the Order of the Duck to... Uh... Uh, yeah, just restock your, your supplies. But with, uh, with the remainder of his stock, he indeed like uh, mounts the tower to greet Princess Flamby. And, and bedeck her with what should be the, 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 the final set of crystals yes. that should activate the energy matrix. And it turns out she's a lovely little dragoness, not quite as small as the, as, as the shoulder dragons which are working in the town, in the, in the village. More like normal human-sized, I suppose. Not quite as big as her father, who was an actual dra- proper dragon. Hey, in the style of how Americans generally will try anything other than metric system, Yeah. Uh, and I've heard that, for example, a deer is uh, about as large as two bicycles and weighs as much <laughs> as 800 hamburgers oh, wow. how would you describe in those in in such measurements uh, princess flambe oh i think she would be about well what, what kind of deer are we talking about roe deer or white tails or i don't know it's it's, it's double bicycle sized deer so in her case I mean, like how many pianos big... would she weigh oh only about half a piano she's quite like well, is that a concert piano or is that a standy uppy piano oh no standy uppy definitely a standy, so a concert standy piano, maybe piano. a third of a concert piano a third of a okay no yeah. i can immediately imagine her maybe now. a contrabass and a violin okay no that that, yeah. that makes sense you know maybe throw in a trumpet for good measure 
<laughs> buy me a drink first, she Ooh. says. <laughs> yes. So he sets up his thing. He does his crystal thing. Yeah, he does his whole his whole spiel, displaying the crystals and like running his hands over them until he selects the one that vibrates yep. at the right biorhythmic frequency. And of course. It comes to the order of the duck part of his setup because, you know, yeah. he knows that this is like, you know, not really probably going to resolve the results that he's going to need. But he's done so much good good work around the village already that he tries to get uh, Lisnardo to sign off on his trip to the resupply depot to get more crystals. Yeah. Now, this is where I kind of lost faith in, uh, in, in Elfric because, uh, I mean, this is him cutting and running. Yes, right. well, it's his crystal method indoctrination yeah. that he gets like, you know, this is the way we, we've, we've set them up. Now we get the down payment for the yes. the next phase, which is far more than he's spent on the crystals that he's been leaving around the village, yeah. especially considering what he's been selling to the villagers. And then he's just like, yeah, up and run. And like Elfric runs off with, with the gold and the coins and the, and the, and the jewelry that he's, uh, that he's traded for, the, or that he has been traded for the, for the crystals that mm-hmm. he's saddled this town with. And off he runs, uh, leaving them to their fate, with obviously nothing to gain from the the, the crystals that he studded. Well, pretty crystals, but you know it looks good. Yeah, but, yeah. But it's, it's just some some quartz and, and, and yeah. clearly the product of like child labor in the in in, in the mines and yeah. <laughs> well, you know, like little hands can like do those delicate movements that needs to like you need to get the crystals. I mean, free, yeah, you know? it, it keeps it keeps children busy. Yeah, as it, as it as it kept kept him in his his youth, but. As, as as glad as he is to to rush off and and rejoin his guild and boast of the incredible wealth that he's acquired, even as he's running, we see him slowing down and he does feel like a little guilty. And he was right on the cusp of returning, I think. Yes. When uh, Lizonardo the Vulgar overtook him with when the, really, when the shadow yeah. just overcame him and the and the blast of flame. And he had to run for his life from this dragon who had realized that he's uh, been had. He's yes. been he's been had. Um, now, fortunately, he was close enough to the to the, the the sort of waypoint of his of his order where they usually like stock up to trade each other to do each other's crocheting and, uh, uh, and to help paint yeah. each other's signs. So he's able to polish, call on polish some each of other's his, crystals. Uh, he polish each other's knobs, yes, <laughs> and he's able to to call on help when they see one of the, the members of their order being chased by this giant dragon, this furious dragon, mm. uh, and his fellow quacks come to his rescue. Uh, oh, I mean, we've got a code four, we've got a code four. Yep, yep, yells uh, Homer the psychopath very, <laughs> very softly. Like, he's very hard to hear. Yeah. He has a big bellowing chest, but he uses such a tiny fraction of it. And he says, yeah, but that's yeah. made me easier to under- be understood. And like, no, I can't I can't hear you well, when you it's, only whisper. It's it's a technique. Like, speak but How do you want to sound the softer you have yes. to talk, says Homer the psychopath. Yes, speak softly with carry a big stick, unbelievable, right? Isn't it? Next up is uh, uh, Anita the Aromatic, yes. who who, whose Who's perfumes? Like, yeah, and, she's like definitely not in the crystal trade. She's more in from the ooh. aromatics and the, yep. the the little burning candles with incense and other uh, aromatherapy. Uh, kind yes, of, exactly. Uh, and she's throwing bushels and bushels of incense onto the onto the onto yeah. the sconces to try and to try and uh, uh, confuse the dragon. She's got a sage brush fire uh, started, and uh, it's not very effective against dragons, is no, it? No, not really. Especially not if they're of the fire persuasion. As Liz. Leonardo uh, is next up joining the fray is Anton the Attractive. Uh-huh. I was confused by that because he's described as rather an ugly, ugly man. 
I uh, guess he met, makes people feel attractive. That's his, like, yeah, uh, That's what I thought it was first. And then he opens his robes and he wields his magnets. Like, uh, that's probably the attractive part. Yes, that makes much more sense. Uh, and, and he's tossing magnets at, uh, uh, at Lizonardo to, again, very limited effect. The dragons aren't particularly ferrous, uh, no, so exactly. it doesn't really work on them. I mean, usually they have, like, lots of, like, stuff stuck to them but which 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 stuck helps with them. them well you know like stuff that gets embedded in their scales from sleeping on their hoard for so long oh like so uh, yeah 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 he does try like the i mean one of the the major dangers of extremely powerful uh, magnets is if, if you accidentally swallow two. Oh yes like swallowing one yeah okay yeah like that'll that'll make its way through but if you swallow a second one then that could like cl- they could clamp together and pinch together like an yeah. intestine yeah, or yeah. Like, like I, I guess if you swallow them at more or less the same time it shouldn't be a problem because then they'll just stick then together. hopefully they'll stick yeah. together on in, the on the way through if yeah. you're lucky but yeah but yeah if they pinch a bit of uh tissue then yeah that'll go necrotic very quickly yeah but i mean uh, uh, he has no success in trying to convince Elizabeth to yeah swallow, hey, magnet, swallow yeah. these and yeah. then wait five minutes and swallow, swallow these. the other one yeah and, uh, and Lizonardo said, no. Well, I suppose like, just getting him to smaller one would be enough, and then you throw another one up against him. And if, if you get it just right at the time the first one's going through its throat, oh, yeah, that'd you be can probably, yeah, you can probably do some damage to someone like that, if, in, if, if not make him very uncomfortable, or pip, maybe even pinch off his flame reservoir and cause an internal combustion. Yeah, that was the suggestion of probably the most intelligent member of the, the Order of the Duck, uh, a horse named Clever Hans, yeah. uh, known for his, his mathematical prowess, but uh, uh, not for his communication skills, so he's still there sort of more. Morse code clop, clop, clopping. clopping uh, yeah, yeah it's, I think it's a good I think he gets his message, alarm, there is a big dragon coming, but tapped out by the half midway point of the battle. Yeah, at which point, like, I mean, what does a dragon love as a snack? Well, horses Probably tend to stupid, be... delicious horses. Yeah, I mean, there's like nothing wrong with a good horse deck. Goodbye, clever hands. Yeah. And the, the, the last member to try her hand at, at, at defeating this dragon is uh, Irina, the inaccurate. She is a very bad acupuncturist. Yes. And, like she's her, not a very good archer either. <laughs> definitely. So I mean, she tries to do the like throwing her little acupuncture darts and like I mean credit to her they do stick in the dragon but they don't really do anything they don't even make no, it through the outer exactly. the, the scale so they just kind of like it's got this beautiful studded thing following the oh, he sh- looks great. Yeah, I mean you can follow all the ley lines. I mean I, I, I guess I guess Anton the attractive magnets might have had something to do with that. With yes, the, and her inaccuracy as well. Well, yes. I mean six of one half doesn't have the other. Uh, so yeah, she uh, like she throws out her her death fans. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I guess she's Korean. Uh, everyone puts on their tinfoil crowns to yeah. to protect themselves. Also, it themselves. doesn't help against dragon breath. We get nope. some we get some people with interesting burns around their heads. Like, oh where yeah, the, where the tinfoil yeah. just like sears into them and. Someone douses himself with Hong Cheng magic liquid. Oh, I never heard of that one. What was that? Oh yeah, that so that's where. Um, in the real world, that was a case where a bus driver from, yeah. I think, Harbin province uh-huh. claimed that he had invented a magic liquid where if you just put a few drops into, into water, it becomes a combustible fluid. Okay. That it becomes gasoline. Yes. And he had a, like, he a, had bu- a company and it was magic. Obviously, he never produced any. No. Uh, but such was the, the, the claim of Hong Cheng in this world as well, that he could take water and turn it into oil by dousing himself with this. I mean, to his great fortune... It, it didn't, didn't work. work. No, I mean he didn't go up like a Tibetan monk. Yeah, so he sorry, a Vietnamese. Monk. He didn't go up like a Vietnamese monk. <laughs> <laughs> and and finally, like the last ditch effort to save themselves from this dragon is to to all wear their their matching bracelets and to deliver onto him another curse that he will die before twenty twelve. Yes. Now this does as as silly as it is and as pointless. It does sort of catch his his attention. 
because here is a here is a curse the thing that he fears the thing that his his daughter was afflicted with and he he, he realizes what's uh, what's happening certainly when when elfric surrenders Oh. He surrenders, and on behalf of the Order of the Duck, he faces the wrath of this of this dragon, standing amid the the, the toasted and cowering forms the ruins of, his. of what do you call it? A base? Yeah, they have like a center. mountain. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think they call it the pond, despite the fact that it ha- didn't have any. <laughs> yes, that's where they keep their bread. Yes, <laughs> and he and he apologizes to the to the dragon who snatched him up in the in the caudal loop immediately, which is the scene we see on the front of the book. And it's a scene that that actually meant a lot to me. That this 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 huckster, this quack, apologizes for his for his deception, the error of his ways. He realizes that he should not be doing this, and it's not because just the th- fact that he's being held by a dragon's coital loop. No, no. And in the same way that he was probably already going to turn back before he saw that he was yes. being he was being chased, yeah. he was going to admit it. Like still, even now, like he he faced the possibility of death, and he tells him that while most of the crystal method is bullshit. He did discover there are some crystal properties that that can maybe help. Like nothing is nothing is magic. Nothing just transforms someone. He says. At which point, the the the, the dragon realizes, you know what? If all of these curses, if if the entire order of the duck, if they're all full of shit, yeah, then maybe my daughter was not transformed against her will. Maybe she is just like what she exactly what she wants to be, and like be a dragon because that's her father and. She loves him yeah. for that, and yes. the, the power of her love was uh, was such that, that 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 she became a dragon. Now, weird to think that all the dudes in the village wanted to be little dragons, but yeah. hey, I mean, I guess it. I guess it's nice. You can like sit on your like you, you can sit in the fireplace at night, be comfortable. You don't get a lot of nagging. I mean, you you still have to do your chores. And once you see your buddy doing it, yeah, that seems like a really fucking great it life. Is. And you get cuddled against the against the boobs all the time. Yes, exactly. You can get like long dragon neck between boobs, and it's fantastic. I mean, I, mean, I, I could be a small dragon. I think I I jump on the chance. It looks kind of looks like fun. It does. It looks like kind of like be a book dragon. That sounds like a great thing. Oh, I'm I'm looking at the little librarianess here, which I guess the closest thing we have to a to a book dragon. I mean, cat dragons are a species of cats, so right. that makes sense. Yeah, and and with the realization that dawns in both Lizonardo and Elfric, Elfric retires from the the Order of the Duck, unable to persuade his his fellow fellow quacks, quacks to abandon their ways. Although, just, or maybe Anton the Attractive can be like. <laughs> Talked into. Uh, I mean, if he ever like, combs his hair, maybe. Yes, and I mean, he, he, there, there might be a place for him. I mean, like crystals and magnets are pretty close on the spectrum, anyway. Uh, maybe in a future book he'll he'll come around. But meanwhile, it's uh, it's Elfric who returns to uh, to the horde. Yes, uh, part, well, part of the village, part of the horde. Exactly. And he did get very along very well with Princess Flamby. I think they seem to have hit it off very well. Although I he mean, is not a small dragon himself, he is willing to perform the services involved of being one yeah such, i mean so. he's, he's not as good as at at, at, at like blowing on uh, blowing fire on no on but things, not but every but dragon could do that and and they return to find her like having discarded most of the bullshit uh, uh, crystals but already like scraping the outer layer of the mountain to reveal the quartz deposits inside realizing that the these pyramidal shapes exactly that there is a there is a crystal pyramid that the whole reason that all of these uh, these humans have been transforming into into dragons is because of the the magic of the crystal power on which they are sitting fulfilling the hidden prophecy the, the, okay yeah the, and suddenly the prophecy comes up I'm nah. confused about that but 
<laughs> it turns out that well, the prophecy was inscribed on the pyramid, which nobody could read. I know it felt like a bit of an ass pull. Like was, I was, I was kind was. of disappointed in but Eric Flint and Dave Freer do a better job next time. Yeah, and also, hey, the next time that you bring out a book that we discuss the next week, can you make it a sequel? Like I found it so confusing. Oh, <laughs> we'll just get the next book by by Eric Flint and Dave Freer off the shelf. I, I guess it was, had I, nothing. I, to I, no, we have to review this book first. Yes, I know, I know. So we've done pyramids before. How yes. many points do a pyramids have? Ooh, How God. many points do a pyramid Five. have, Kaki? Yeah, that's right. Five, Five. traditionally. Yes. But uh, there's like. And since, the internal chakra, so six. Since we are doing uh, crystals, I think the uh, oh. when it comes to crystology, the seven point of crystal is the more. Uh, oh. Uh, so it's, you know those crystal rods which have the, uh, which have the tapered tips? I don't. Like, uh, are you, like kryptonite. Kind of like that, yeah. Okay, so, yeah. So the, 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 the good ones have like they don't have a pyramidal tip; they have a seven-pointed tip. Oh, okay. And, it's a, and of course, it's best if it's natural. But, but so uh, natural, yeah. Natural, as well as in not someone sitting there grinding it until you get the right number of facets. But seven facets seems to be ah, the, okay, seems to yeah. be the, the 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 good crystal number. Awesome. All uh, right. So I say out of seven. Out of seven, and you'll give seven, it a. I'll give it a topaz out of seven. <laughs> okay. Then. <laughs> uh, and speaking of reviews, if you look down at your podcasting device, you should be seeing a disappointingly five-pointed star. Or you can get in touch with us at Cover My Asscast on Twitter. We cover my asscast at gmail.com if you want to send us a, a book. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, but meanwhile, what do we have in store for our readers next week? Next week's book is by Sharon McCrum. It's called Bimbos of the Death Sun. <laughs> <laughs> for joining us at Cover My Ass, where baffling books are reviewed but not read by yours truly. My name is Kaki. And I am Kay. And remember, we, we only, only judge a book by its cover. If Bimbo's at the death zone, we have to do that one. If, if any time we are going to do a book, it's like. Is this it? Is this it? Is this the one? It could be. Are we going to do. Okay. Uh, no, I'm going to make that part of my campaign platform that we do this book, that we do Bimbo's at the death zone. You, as my campaign manager, I insist that you make this happen. 